drive safe, text win home with your human host, Josh Matthews. Okay, so uh, this is a podcast that I am doing, and I am here with... Justin Pearson. Woo! Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then... Yeah, I'm supposed, that, to say that's what I'm supposed to say something else. Like I'm from all these bands and this stuff. And <laughs> Dude, yeah, I I literally said I told I I had I told you to say that, and then I in, in, instantly interrupted you. So I apologize. So you know what? <laughs> you, you know what? How about you go name off some stuff? <laughs> uh, I'm currently in um, the Locust, Dead Cross, Planet B, and Death Club, and kind of in a band called Satanic Planet. So that's what I'm that's what I'm currently doing. And I run a record label called Three One G. So there, there Heck it is. Yeah. Dude, and then like, just f- like first off, like I'm like like Def Cl- like I, Def Club, like I I used to like like I I love that band that that thing it's so badass. But like uh uh I I, re- I remember when that came out because like Leo I actually played shows with him before because of his band Fissure and like when I found out I was like oh dude that's that's fucking sick dude like uh, um we actually parted yeah, ways that, with that him. project I can't wait for your next stuff that's so sick yeah yeah, um, we yeah have which a- which I saw that yeah. Uh, we we are, we're almost done with uh, with our LP. I mean, it's 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 actually tracked, so we're mixing it, and it's it's next level. It kind of it's funny because I think our I think that EP was like just sort of farted out into the world really quick, and <laughs> now it's like oh here here we go we got this you know. Oh, pa- the dude, pandemic's weird, man. The pandemic's weird because we're already working on another record. <laughs> so like, <laughs> no way. way. Yeah, we're way. It's like everyone's just like hunkering down and and like doing stuff it's odd so anyhow dude yeah. no no that's sick no i was gonna say like uh that i feel like that's what everyone should be doing i mean like you have all this <laughs> technically free time like why not like write a million songs yeah uh, i mean for me i i was you know i kind of like like my you know i sort of like bank off of like touring and stuff and all these tours got yeah. canceled so i was like all right fuck it let's just get this shit done and i mean i've been working on four records at, at, at once you know it's pretty <laughs> weird so geez dude that's ridiculous uh, once it's once all this is like cleared up you know hopefully the pandemic will pass and then and then i'll just be like on tour forever i guess so that's that. <laughs> dude that would be amazing man <laughs> dude it like the like the the one the the one thing i i've i've like i've been wanting to like like ask you about is just because like it's just like about it's, it's soon to be coming out but like the the biography on you like i'm stoked like how does it feel uh, to like have someone like doing that on you did you ever think that anyone would ever do that that's it's so sick dude but yeah i mean it's pretty it's pretty weird i'll, I'll admit like um on nicks who's who's the 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 you know like the homie that sort of is behind turnstile films or well, i mean there's yeah. a bunch of people that run turnstile films but he was the he's like an old friend of mine and, and he kind of okay. approached me about it and I was like, dude, this is weird, man. And uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. It was weird. It, it kind of, <clears throat> it kind of became something. And and no offense to anybody else, but I, but I had like, uh, sort of like a like a point where I was like, I don't want it to be like this. And I had a very specific documentary um, example, and I was like, I do not uh-huh. want it to be like that. And I wanted to, so if, as long as it's not like that, like let's do something. And then it kind of it like <laughs> happened, and then. Um, we had like a rough edit of it <clears throat> and, um, it kind of, kind of came like, it kind of like came to life and I was like, oh shit, it's got like a different vibe than I thought. And then it also oh. seemed like maybe a bigger 
thing than just me. Like it's more like th- sort of more like three one G, I guess. Okay. Um, but, and then so we kind of went back and and I and now um, <clears throat> we were well. John was about to film. I think there's like four more interviews he has to do for it. And then the pandemic okay. happened and nothing's happened. But uh, but mm-hmm. I think he's. I think they have a plan. They're gonna use someone else to film the last four interviews. So. Um, no, it's it's cool. It's just weird, but yeah, it, it. I'm excited about it. There's like some, there's some points where I was like, dude, that was so funny. Like we, I did this interview with my mom. My mom is in it, and she was oh, fucking sick. hilarious. And she like um, talks all this shit about Mike Patton and stuff, and like wears <laughs> a locust mask, and like, I'm like, oh, that's cool. That'll be good enough, you know. <laughs> dude, so I didn't want so it to be like, to be like the serious ones, you know the um. I don't know. I, I want to tell you, like my the one that I used as the example, not to be like, but I'd rather not. Um, <laughs> I'll probably cause a problem, a fight, or something. <clears throat> oh. Dude, that's so cool. You know when there's like documentaries and they're like, you know, like there's they're interviewing the subject and they're like, we did this thing and it was so powerful, or you know, I'm like, I don't fuck that. Like we just did a bunch of shit and like, it's what it is. Like I don't know. I don't need like. I don't suck my own dick. Like I think that you know, <laughs> you just let it let it be its thing, and it's cool too. Because like the one of the the rough um ed- that I saw like has the the most brilliant part with like Gabe Serbian. It's like yeah, when I met JP, like he was he was cool, but like kind of a dick, and like but pretty cool. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is great. You know, like I, I am kind of a dick, so I was like, that's cool. That works. That works well for me. So I, I'm I'm psyched on it, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I, no, that's perfect because like, like I feel like, like how you were saying like, yeah, like we did all this cool stuff. It's like, yeah, dude, but if I'm not gonna like, I don't need it to be sound like like a murder mystery right now. Like I wanted to, I want to know like how like how how spastic and cool like life was, not like like oh yeah, like hello. It's like, dude, come on, calm down, dude. Like this. Well, so that's, that's I'm glad it's gonna be that way. It's a good point because I, I I think that like for one I mean maybe like someone else's you know achievements are are grand like to them or to yeah. the world that's fine you know and, and but there you go okay, I can hear you now <laughs> cool okay damn what the hell that was weird okay <laughs> technology sucks dude I was literally <laughs> about to say the same thing dude <laughs> oh man I just did this uh, like a Zoom like a Zoom meeting thing and it and it just that was bullshit too. Anyhow, uh, we're back. So there we go. <laughs> dude, dude. Uh, well, I think you were saying it, you said it was a good point and then you were, uh, um, yeah, I was about to talk some shit. <laughs> uh, dude, that's perfect. No, I mean, I, yeah, I was just like, I, I, I do, I do. Uh, I was just saying like, I don't want to, I don't want to like be part of a documentary that's that like thinks like what I did was so rad because it wasn't, you know I mean? It might've been cool to someone, but like, it just, it's it's subjective like who cares i mean really fucking cares at the end of the day i don't know <laughs> um yeah so there's that no that that's awesome man like like and like i feel like i feel like if anyone had like a biography on them like they're gonna probably be like what why, why like there's like i i literally live my life just like everyone else like i i did some cool stuff yes but it's just it's why am I any different? Like, so I totally know what you mean. It's, it's just a, it's a unique thing for someone to be like, yo, I need, I want to, I want everyone to know who you are. It's like, okay. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, I, I did like, I had a lot of, like, I, if, like when John Nix approached me about it, I was like, 
fuck that. And then I was like, well, I don't know, dude, it's weird. Like we kind of went back and forth and I, you know, like for me, I, I was always kind of like looking at, um, okay, well, what documentaries do I think are really good? And like, I think one of my favorite music documentaries is the filth and the fury. It's about the sex pistols. And I think that oh, okay. um, it's like a really good story and a good documentary. And I think the way they made it was really well too. Like even when they filmed the, the members of the band, um, like currently, or like currently to when they, when they were interviewed, they, they yeah. had them in a shadow. So you didn't see like this old dude, like that had like terrible oh, okay. hair, you know, yeah. like it made, it made like, it made it like cool. Like there was like kind of this artistic element to it, which I thought, okay, that's very important. Like there should be an artistic element to it, but at the same time, you know, I don't want to, I didn't want to have it like, um, like, you know, like there's like that refused documentary where there's this part where like, I think it's Dennis, he's sitting on like a bus bench and he's got like a, a base or something. And he's like talking about like what they, like how, like, I don't know what, the, what they said, but it basically was like how like the band was the coolest thing ever and, and they broke up, you know? And I was like, yeah. fuck, I don't, I don't want to do that either. Like, I, you know, like <laughs> we got to find a way to like kind of deliver like a, a narrative that's, that's cool. And like, what's the narrative? Like the narrative was like, uh, and still is kind of, we, don't, we have no idea what the fuck we're doing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's from our hearts and like, we're just trying to do shit and then hopefully it makes sense. And that's about it, I guess. And, you know, it's like, it asked me questions about shit and I thought, well, this is like, um, not important, you know, or like doesn't pertain to, <laughs> to like, uh, the locust or, you know, whatever, like, it, like, yeah, you know, just that were like i don't think were that important but then at the same time it's it's like when you get when you read an interview or when you do an interview for your band you know and they ask you like what are your influences they want you to like list like you know five or ten bands and yeah and for me i always think like you know, what's more important than than those five or ten bands i mean i guess it's interesting to hear that but but like look at it like as this like for myself like why was i really into the cramps when i was 10 years old you know or why was yeah. i into septic death when i was 10 years old or or why did I like these things? So these like extremely fucking weird jacked up you know, elements of art were like speaking to this 10 year old kid. Why? Yeah. But that's really more important than like, than listing the bands. It's like, well, I had like this shitty life, you know, as a child, or like I lived in this really fucked up community, uh, you know, neighborhood or like this city that's this or that. Like there's things that I think are more, um, uh, I guess in they go more in depth and are a little bit more interesting than like listing, you know, 10 bands and being like, there's the answer to your question. Like, I think it's really like yeah. what made you in, get into like playing really absurdly annoying music, you know, like that's, <laughs> that's an important, I think more important question to be asked. Uh, I was like, I was like, let's ask that, you know, or like yeah. if we're going to ask about like my personal life or my childhood or like my parenting or something like it's got to tie in this thing. And like, and again, I, I think I, I did say this in the, in the film. I don't know if it makes the cut or whatever, but like, I was like, I'm not here to like say like, Oh, pity me. Like my parents were alcoholics. <laughs> it's like, everyone had fucked up shit happen to them. Like, I'm not yeah. saying like pity me. I'm just saying like, this is why I did stupid shit. Or this is why I like <laughs> didn't do stupid shit, you know, because like I was, was exposed to these things, you know? And so I think that, I think that's kind of more important or more interesting than just like, we did this thing and we were so, you know, we were so cool or what, I don't know, whatever, whatever people say. <laughs> no, that that's so true because like, I personally love knowing the more in-depth in aspects of everything. So like knowing that's going to be on it, that, that makes it even more interesting to me because it's like, dude, like, like you said, listing off those 10 bands, it's like sick. 
but why like why yeah. did it like speak to you yeah. yeah i think you know i mean for me too like getting exposed to punk uh, it was a lot of it had to do with skateboarding and i was so grateful yep. for the thrasher skate rock comps because it was like i was in the skateboarding i knew skateboarding was totally cool and i could i could go and and thrasher was like the thing you know and i could just get these compilations and like yeah granted not all the music on it was that great but like i could get these these cassettes and know that i'm gonna pretty much be psyched on something on here and it's gonna steer me in this direction that i that i really needed to go in and that was I think that's that's important and so like why were people into skateboarding and like also too like you could even talk about like why you know like why were kids into skateboarding but also how skateboarding was viewed at in the 80s was is completely different than it is now i mean it, yeah. had, it was like nastier and it was like there was there wasn't like it was like the outlaw sport you know you were like yeah I, I fucking hated jocks and sports and my my, my dad was like always like you know a, my dad was the, was like a jock dick you know like he was like was like the dick from like a john hughes film and like i'm like i don't want to play tennis you know i don't want to play golf and like i don't want to watch football like i just want to fucking skateboard and like you know shave my head and like and like just do weird shit you know blow things up or whatever like i was just like so i mean i don't know it's weird it's interesting to think about it like on a on a on a linear perspective of things too because you know i i'm like damn i wish i grew up with like you know um I like, like, like with like Steve-O or, or John, you know, like Jackass, like that would have been like so cool to be a kid and like have that inspiration because like we were trying to do that kind of shit as kids too. And mm -hmm. a lot of it had to do with skateboarding, but it's just like, um, I don't know. I mean, well, I don't know what my, I didn't, I don't think there was like, there wasn't the internet. So you had to, I don't know how we figured out how to do bad shit and like cool stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> no, I mean, no, that was, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I can just go on and on, but, uh, you know, we, there was a point where, 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 like, in my early 20s when The Locust, The Crimson Curse was, was, like, just starting, Jimmy Lavelle, who is in those bands with me, him and I <clears throat> went to this show, I forgot what happened, like, I think we went to this show, and um, I think The Locust was playing, and, and, and we got beat up by all these, like, straight-edge jocks in Orange County, and it was, it was like, super lame, and it was like the singer for Gehenna beat us up and like a bunch of like these fucking assholes. And the next day, Jimmy's other band, Guyver One, was playing the same venue. Or maybe it wasn't the next day. Maybe it was like two days later. It might have been two days later, but it was like really soon later. So Jimmy and I were like, fuck these people and they're jocks and, they're, and they could totally kick our asses. Like what is like a, a fuck you kind of thing we could do to them that's like, like super punk and like going to – how can we combat them without being like physically able to fight? And so yeah. our idea, our idea was like, let's go to TJ, like Tijuana, and it's like you know twenty minutes away, and get tastics of dynamite, and then let's just <laughs> show up at the show and like not blow people up, but like you know, I mean, we're this is totally a bad idea, and I don't recommend <laughs> we do it. But we thought like let's show up to the show with these sticks of dynamite and a lighter, and be like, you want to fucking fight? Let's fucking fight, and like. It's the only way you can win, you know, like, and yeah, I don't yeah. want to blow anybody up, but like, just to scare the shit out of them and be like, don't ever fuck with us. Cause we, we are crazy, you know, and we were, <laughs> yeah. and we were, and we were you know, whatever. So, um, so we went to the show next night or the two nights later and, uh, weren't there. And it was like, God oh, damn it, you know, it's a perfect show. Like no fights. <laughs> you know? We went home and we had all this dynamite. And then uh, I think like on, on uh, 
kept it for a while and then maybe like i don't know if it was like new years of 2000 or or what 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 year it was but we had this big house show and decided we just blow up we blew these holes in the street i don't know why and we blew up a phone booth <laughs> we just blew shit up. Like that Dude, that's idea. amazing yeah so i'm like that's cool that could be in the documentary <laughs> that'll make sense <laughs> That's so good, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, and instead of talking about like, I don't know, the existence of our band, let's talk about how we like wanted to blow up these straight edgers and like blow up, and then we ended up blowing <laughs> up a bunch of crap that didn't matter in the, in the fucking ghetto. <laughs> dude, so. that's even better, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I guess it's like you know, you know, we we play weird music, so we try to like redefine certain things. So, like, oh, we want to make a film, a documentary. Let's try to let's try to. <laughs> let's figure out the content and redefine it and, like, not talk about, let's not talk about anything important let's talk about blowing shit up so. <laughs> dude <laughs> dude just knowing that like i dude see like that that right there makes it even better just like because like yeah like yes people want to know like all this like crazy <laughs> locust shit like of course like but like knowing that like those those stories are going to be there it's like oh dude that's even better because <laughs> those are just cool to hear man and like <laughs> I'm 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 glad you have that platform to then say like yo I did this like <laughs> uh, yeah I mean maybe but also now that I said something publicly I I should have John edit it to be like really boring <laughs> and so I want <laughs> people watch it and be like this fucking sucks dude all they're talking about <laughs> is how many times they pressed this color vinyl or something you know dude oh my god <laughs> like just a super dry like mel like monotone like yeah it was green the first time and then it was white. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah dude dude and like <laughs> like i love like and i love how you always define like the locust or like anything you play is annoying and and it's it's honestly like such a perfect term because like whenever i say like anyone asked me what i play it's like oh it's annoying because like it's so true it's like dude uh, no one wants to hear like my band like and like, dude, your also, band is totally annoying like that genre <laughs> you know what i'm saying like Try to tell like some random lady that's like ringing you up at, at like the grocery store, like that you're in a, a, a what kind of band? Like, dude, you <laughs> totally should be like, fucking watch this video. This is so annoying. And like, <laughs> she's gonna be like, holy shit, what are you doing? <laughs> dude, and it's 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 like literally the perfect it, the perfect thing. So like, yeah, like whenever I whenever anyone asks, and of course the ninety nine percent of the people that ask me or like say anything it's like oh what's your favorite band it's like oh they're annoying and they're, they're like okay well first of all you don't really give a shit you just want to tell me what you did on the weekend and like i'm just <laughs> i'm just trying to tell you like something i did that or like i like and you just you clearly don't give a shit but like yeah so yeah, yeah the annoying term is perfect man oh it really works well i would i would love for it to be an official genre that you can like choose you know <laughs> yes <laughs> To like how do you get that to work i mean like there's some pretty stupid genres you know i mean i feel like i feel like we could probably get it to to be a thing um oh, dude, you know because yeah. if you think about it you know you know yeah i think it's probably kind of thrown out the window like the the the, the rhythms and the, the you know like the beats are like pretty jacked up the, definitely the tones and the notes like everything's discordant like it's pretty fucking annoying so like i think it should be like a real genre of music dude and, and like it's like i la i'm laughing at it but it is I'm, I'm legitimately on your side because like if because there are so many bands that like no one 
no one's like literally like oh dude that's annoying it's like exactly i'm glad you know the genre like it like yeah dude i feel like if you know anyone in like the band camp world just like <laughs> just, just just tell them like yo dude just saying like this would work uh it would be really rad to like just start a new movement but it's funny <laughs> because you know it's like it's like the word punk you know like it um uh, you know the, the that band prayers um rafa like ha had put out this book uh, a long time ago i don't know it seems like a long time ago but <clears throat> he put out a book and he asked me to write a blurb for it and i did and i you know and i used this terminology and i was like you know rafa is like a true punk you know and um i was like dude we got to change that word and i'm like why and like what? you know he's a cholo he's a cholo so he's like that means like bitch you know or like that means oh, like a, you know like like you punk ass bit, you know, bit. Oh, like, okay, oh. yeah, yeah. I was like, fuck, I get it, because it's like cholo shit, and I was like, oh, I see. Like, okay, well, what are we gonna say? What are we gonna call you? That's gonna yeah. embrace that. <laughs> but I mean, like, that's what punk means, you know? Like, it me, it me, it's like a derogative term, you know? Yeah. So like, um, and now it's a genre that's been was was probably um, accurate at one point, and now it's fucking bullshit, and like you can't use it, you know? Like. That's the problem. When you tell the person in the grocery store that you're in a punk band, they're going to think all kinds of shit that's wrong. And you're yep. like, ah, man, that's not what I do. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, annoying is like the next step from there, I think. <laughs> Dude, it, like, it, it seriously is. And I, I, I hope it happens. Like, I just, like, uh, just an online petition. Like, it just has to happen. But, like, yeah. it, it, it would be perfect. But, like, yeah, like, with it being, like, uh, like annoying, like, I've, like, your, your like your pedal setup has always been super cool like it's it's interesting and i watched it like bored to death thing you did like oh, and i was cool. like oh that's sick and like but like like you're like is it like the that pedal that's like the schumann or Schulm, huh? is it, schumann like, yeah schumann yeah well one. yeah 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 that one like um like when i first heard that like i heard you talk about it and all this stuff and i was like oh fuck that's ridiculous and like and like i love weird noisy stuff anyways and like I then picked up that I don't know if you've heard it. Do you know Montreal Assembly? Yeah. Oh yeah, like like I'm pretty sure they modeled that that purple like pedal after like that one and I I bought it and it was just in like all the tones that like you get like I was like, "Oh dude, this thing can actually like get close to it." I was super stoked on it yeah. and like that that company's doing it right, man. Yeah, that that one's rad. It, the per, it's purple, right? It's the P it's the P purple ll or whatever right is that the yeah it's the purple yeah, yeah 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 that thing's sick and then also um there's the um count to five i don't know maybe well earthquaker has one too that that's that's almost exactly like it as well um, oh is it the data corruptor yeah that one's pretty similar too yeah between but to all the like sort of variations of it the 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 purple ll or whatever it is and then also mm -hmm. the data corruptor those are those two are pretty damn close um it's fucked up because like that human pedal is interesting you know i was like we were playing in new york and and i remember um i had to go to this guitar store for something i actually don't even think i had to go i think someone else in the band had to go and i just <laughs> yeah. went along i was like um i don't even know how someone just somehow it was like presented to me and i was like oh this is cool and then I just strummed a couple times through it. I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is crazy. <laughs> and at the time, I was like, it's 500 bucks? Jesus, that's like more than I can afford. You know, I don't know what year <laughs> yeah. it was. And it was, and it was more, I mean, still, it's expensive. $500 for a piece of gear is a lot. Oh, especially if it's yeah. not. And so I was like, you know what? This is insane. I guarantee you this is something I can use 
and actually Schumann was the guy that sold it to me. He, he kind of, oh, wow. he kind of gave me like a really quick tutorial, total weirdo. And he's, I guess he's like missing now. And that, oh, anyhow, what? so like, yeah. So like all of his pedals, he only made like 50 of them or something. I don't know. He only made a few and now they're like $3,000 and I, and mine's beat <laughs> up pretty bad, but I could probably sell it for a couple grand. Um, <laughs> So it's it's like man, that shit's wild that I just took a gamble with it. Yeah. You know? So if I ever need to sell it, I I, I have, I'll make some money. But um, but so and also too, I'm glad that there there's other they're not already pedal because it, I there has been times where like um, so if it if it breaks, uh, like we I can't play uh, safety second body last by the locust. So that means like. We'll have to cut ten minutes out of our set, or not play that mute that song anymore. You yeah, know? because there's like a pretty substantial part of that song that requires, like, kind of written around that sound. And so I was like, oh, I need that pedal. But at the same time, like when you play really densely, you know, populated music or annoying music, I guess as yeah. we've been saying, <laughs> you it's it's there's only so much you can do, you know, because you need to like let there be like a slower or open platform to kind of get that sound to to kind of. You know, like to, like yeah, it, yeah. the texture is so important. But if there's like if the BPM's fast and there's like a shitload of other people playing or something jarring happening, you know, it's this competitive. You know, so I mean, it really does. It's like really perfect for like like a band like I don't know like Geronimo or something. You know, like something that has like a lot of space and you can kind of get like depth and different um, instruments. I think I think that that's one thing that I typically struggle with with. Um, most of the bands that I, I play in, um, you know, just there's not a lot of there's like the real estate's kind of spoken for uh, uh, sonically. So you, you're kind of like, Ugh, I, I gotta I gotta like roll with like, you know, some other some other effects pedal that doesn't necessarily have the um, the, the like a delay or, you know, like, yeah, like delay yeah. is like something that's so rad. I love delay, but like it's not going to happen. Uh, and, you know, not in the locust. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know. yeah. So, <laughs> so that yeah it's interesting to kind of think about it um i mean those are like the kind of sounds like that 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 schumann plo pedal is insane like i could just listen to like that as a solo per, you know like i just be like oh yeah you know that shit just sounds wild to me by itself um or with drums or something you know like something really like someone a little bit slower uh, yeah, no no that would be gnarly like honestly if someone were to like uh like do like that that like like i forgot like if you just throw like a, a contact mic on a drum and you threw that pll like on a tom or something like that that'd Oof. be fucking ridiculous yeah yeah that would be really nice <laughs> yeah. dude and like like so like what what drew you to that 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 like side of like pedals like did you just like what like you were probably already into like crazy annoying stuff but like then you found that one and like or like was that the first pedal that like opened your eyes to like the craziness of pedals oh now, now i can hear you yes okay sorry um, all good. <clears throat> um like so for instance like like bass was always like really um was my jam but like yeah. the, the things that i was kind of um drawn to was like no means no was like was like a big a big bass player band for me because i it was like very bass centered and i was like oh that's okay. cool but not a lot of effects but then like i think the next step for me was like um the first born against seven inch um javier the bass player at the time has like the nastiest bass sound and that so that was like a really important thing to me because i was like dude it doesn't even sound musical it doesn't even you like it just sounds like a fucking truck engine just like oh badass you know? and so i was like okay so i kind of like was like moving into that 
area like right when the locust started like i was like let's just i want to just do this like i want to just sound nasty and it wasn't until yeah. like a little bit later where we like started kind of tripping out on like the moog synthesizer and adding synthesizers and then it was like oh shit like we can disguise all of our instruments so they all sound like synthesizers and then it was <laughs> so it just it was like a gradual shift into that you know and it was um, okay none of none of it was thought out it was just like oh there's this you know line six fm4 pedal that's basically sounds like a keyboard i'm gonna just run that all the time and then um <laughs> you know and then and then like just random shit like all all usually all like mistakes like so like i was like oh my fm4 is a piece of junk and it keeps breaking i have to have a backup one on tour and then at one point mm -hmm. i was like i'm just gonna use both of them at once and <laughs> that was like some weird shit that i don't think anyone never you know every no one ever like thought maybe someone thought of doing it but it, whatever like i was just like fuck this is a bad idea like i should probably play <laughs> through two of them and then so it was just like discovering new things you know and 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 kind of like not really looking at it like a, on a musical perspective you know more yeah. more of like a, a like a a piece of art you know, like what can i do that's like not necessarily musical i mean there's all it's musical yeah it's like in it's like in a time signature and it's yeah. it's orchestrated with, with other but um yeah like finding like the schumann pll was just like what the fuck this is like something that is from another planet sounding you know and like that's cool <laughs> yeah. like let's do that you know because i think going back to like a lot of my influences were like really heavy on on synth stuff so like um you know as early as i can remember like i remember i was so into that band sig six butnik and i was like this is so cool and so weird and you know it's very, very typical synthesizer stuff but uh but it was like that and like early devo and like um you know, just kind of like um, Gary Newman, you know, Two Way Army and stuff like that. Just, um, just really got me kind of like juiced up about like music. I'm like, fuck, I like this shit that sounds like outer space, you know. And that was, yeah. that, I think that was like. So when you, you know, most people like probably would approach it in a in a in a really practical manner, like keyboards or synthesizers or like I like ELO or I mean ELO is great, but like you know, like uh, like like normal rock synthesizer or like even like, I remember, you know, well, okay. Another, another thing, another, this might be a tangent, but like people's perception of, of, of synthesizers, I think is interesting because I remember, so I don't know, like uh, I'm, I'm 45. So um, in 1984, um, that album 1984 by Van Halen came out and it was like okay. massive. And I remember being a little kid and being like, fucking hey, this is like the craziest shit. <laughs> it was everywhere. I mean, everybody loved it. And I was like, so into the opening interlude on the, on the album. And then like, and then like, you know, I, I mean the, the jam on there is like Hopper teacher or something like that, but there's like stuff like um, a lot of it's like has a ton of synth work. So like um, Eddie Van Halen was playing, keyboards on like what is it's jump or panama or something which like has like very okay. little guitar there's like a guitar solo but the song's pretty much like keyboards but you watch the video and it's like he's jamming on a guitar there's like no fucking no keyboards you know and it's like <laughs> it's like a bad thing you know but i'm like dude that music is way better they should just have like keyboard players you know and i think that that was like a really interesting thing to to wrap my head around as like i mean what was like nine years old i was like whoa there's no no one's playing the fucking keyboards. Like that's the thing that I hear. <laughs> but most people like just they, like digest music without like really thinking about it. You know, like a lot of a lot yeah. of people just like I listen to the lyrics or like they never listen to like 
the time they're like they're like that's in seven eight you know they're just like oh yeah. <laughs> i like the lyric about like you know giving up or like no no the time signature's <laughs> in seven eight that's really cool so i think that that's like um i was like kind of a, this really interesting like sort of eye-opening ear-opening um point for me where i was like wow there's they're disguising this very you know specific instrument that's like the driving force of this song aside from like david lee roth's voice i was yeah. like the keyboard is the jam so then i was like oh shit like i'm gonna i'm not a keyboard player but like i could just play through these pedals and it pretty much makes me a keyboard player and so that was you know that was that was like sort of my i think um mindset and then also too like a lot of it's interesting um the fm4 is a, a great pedal for for in general um for like uh like a bass synth sound oh, okay um, but, but if you use two it gets really nasty and that's cool too but like uh the problem is like with a bass if you play it you know like low like on the first few frets it, it yeah. bottoms out and you can't it just it's it, it it isn't even you're not even capable to like it just doesn't really work and so like yeah so like fortunately for me at the same time i ended up getting a, a short scale bass that that had 24 frets so so like I pretty much like live on the twelfth and up fret, like the the higher frets, because it almost fits into like I, I guess I mean I don't know what I'm talking about, but it almost seems like it's like in the sort of um, range of like a, a guitar, you know? Yeah, so, definitely. So like, um, you know, there's been a few times where like, um, I was on tour with some girls and we we played with this band Veins of Jenna, and they're they're like pretty bad but um i think they're like on Bam <laughs> they're like on bama jarrah's um label. oh okay they're they're kind of like a they were kind of like a motley crew ish throwback but i remember like we were friends with them and we were playing in london with them and the bass player um and i like kind of hit it off like we were both named jp and we both were bass players and anyhow he, after that we played he was like what are you doing like everything you're playing is like super high like up here the whole time and i was like <laughs> Yeah, why? What's wrong with that? You know, and he because he's just used <laughs> to like using like the first like five or six frets only for like rock, you know, and like yeah. I mean their music. I don't know. I can't remember what they sound like. I don't know if it was. I don't think it was technical. I think it was pretty basic rock and roll, you know. But like, yeah. there's not a whole lot going on. Like, I don't think he would ever want to go past fret. And he's like, he's just like the whole time you were up there. And I was like, well, yeah. I mean, fuck. I guess <laughs> you know. So it's just like the. It's just like weird trial and error or like luck or something. I don't know. Because I think if maybe I didn't have that bass and I, and someone like tossed the FM4 in my, in my, you know, on my pedal board, I've been like, I can't fucking use this thing. It's, it just bottoms out, you know, or like doesn't really work. So I don't know. It's like kind of redefining like your instrument. Also too, like with my, my bass, it's like the, 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 the action's super low. So you're, you are able to kind of like rip really fast up on high, on a high registry, you know, where like I think on a ma- mainly like a normal bass, there's too much action that that high, and so it's, it might be kind of like hard to kind of really navigate around the fretboard. I think up up there, you know. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, anyhow, that's that's my that's the end of that part. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, like that, that's awesome. Like just because like. It's just like very like unique and like yeah if like if I were to have seen that I'd be like dude you're only playing up there it's like mainly like you see any hardcore band it's like yo one two and three and it's only on the E string and it's like yeah. well why that you have lit- like dude that could be a ukulele basically at this point like you can't even 
like like use anything else like so that yeah I, I love seeing that like being like using like the whole neck especially the high notes on a bass that's ridiculous but i think it's funny too like are interesting because like <clears throat> some girls is a good example because i feel like I, I i joined the band after they had already wrote um the first ep and um and you know they they played in like drop d and it, and, and it was um so when I joined the band and I played their early music, um, it it was out with, without any effects. I mean, there was there was distortion and that was the extent yeah. of it, you know. And it wasn't until like I started writing with the band where like I've been, I've, it's been stated that I ruined the band because like I was like, <laughs> oh, let's like add this bass synth, you know. And I mean, whatever the rest of the band, no one stopped me, and I think everybody liked it. But like the the you know people that were like into it because of like maybe because of uh unbroken and american nightmare or probably just like like sounds like the locust or sounds like you know melt banana or something you know whatever and they, they weren't into it but but um for the most part i mean when you play like in a in a, in a normal hardcore band you, you you would never need to go high on your fretboard um yeah exactly yeah so yeah <laughs> redefining it that's perfect and like i feel like anyone that like picks up an instrument it, it, it's like i feel like it's in like your best interest to of course try and redefine it because like i don't know you don't want to follow every single band like like of course like you're emulating everything when you start but like like once you find like yo i don't need to do exactly that it's like wh why follow like i i hate seeing all like the copycat <clears throat> bands and it's just like dude they already did it i don't think anyone wants to hear it again like it's like it's been done for years well, they know like it's successful, yeah. maybe you know, because I mean, the locust, our whole, you know, when we got together, the 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 goal was to sound like crossed out, and I and I don't think, I mean, I don't even think our first attempt at, at, at you know at writing music would ever sounded like crossed out, and and I wish it did. I think crossed out was so rad. I would have loved to have been in a band that sounded just like crossed out, but we didn't do that. Yeah. And I think that's another important thing that to to consider is like, what are your influences? Well, yeah, crossed out's my influence, um, but like. But also, you know, is Six Six Sputnik, and that's why I think it it merged into like this sort of, I don't know, like maybe maybe unique element of music where like before, if you set out and your and your and your you know your sort of like influences and your guidelines are very narrow, and you're like I'm I'm into this, I'm gonna do this, yeah. and then you sound like a fucking second rate version of that thing, you know, that's a <laughs> yeah, that's a bummer, you know. Um, but even like musically speaking, I always like, it's funny. I had this conversation with, um, one of my, uh, best friends, Jose Palafox. We were in this band swing kids together and I, and I was telling him, we had a conversation today actually. And I was telling him how I like, I'm pretty harsh on that band and my, my specifically my, um, my, um, part in the band. And I, and I, and I, a lot of it was in retrospect is interesting because I look back and I'm like, man, we sounded to me, we sounded like we were ripping off Drive Like Jehu. And then, like, me as a singer in that band, I'm like, my lyrics and my vocals fucking sucked. And so I was <laughs> like, so I think I, I'll go ahead and just say, like, my lyrics and my vocals sucked in that band. The rest of it is fine and cool. You know, and at the time, I didn't realize, like, we're sounding so much like Drive Like Jehu, it's, it's painful. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think about that, you know? I didn't, it didn't, like, make, like, we just wanted to start this band and everybody was like making this music and i was like fuck this is cool i like this not really consciously going addressing it as like oh the, i really like this because it sounds like drive by jehu but then like there we did have other influences so like those things come out in it as much as i would like to say that we sound like a second rate drive by jehu 
I think we had too many like hardcore influences in the and 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 things that like shifted us away from like wherever Drive Like Jehu's players' influences were, you know. And it's yeah. it's weird because I remember when we started Swing Kids, <clears throat> um, I wanted us to have two guitar players, and Eric Ellen, the guitar player, was um, not opposed to it, but he was like, "There's two people, you know, that that I that I'll be open to 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 like." playing in the band with, with with us you know on on second guitar yeah and um and one of them was um aaron richards which is the original guitar player for antioch arrow and so i you know i lived at aaron at the time and i was like hey will you please you know join our band like he had quit <laughs> antioch arrow and i was like i thought that was like one of the best bands can you please join our band and he was like dude you guys are like a metal band i don't play metal and i'm like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> like we're not metal, dude. Like, I just got it. Like, you know, we were in this band Struggle before, and I was like, Struggle is metal. Swing Kids is not metal. But to him, you know, because his influences were, like, completely different than ours, you know, and he was like, this sounds like fucking metal. And I was like, so so in retrospect, I can kind of see why he thought it sounded like metal. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> then again, so then you go back to, like, your, you know, the, the question about influences, and you list a bunch of bands, like, really, who cares? Because it's it's subjective to some extent, like, like yeah, Swing Kids is not metal, but yeah, Swing Kids is totally metal if you compare it to Antioch Arrow or or you know whatever you know other pick another band or whatever. But like, um, you know maybe to someone they could say, oh yeah, Early Locust sounded like Crossed Out, but like you know in comparison to something else, it doesn't sound like that at all. You know, so it's yeah, I think it's just interesting people's perspective perception of, of stuff is interesting at times oh yeah definitely no like that that totally <clears throat> makes sense dude like like it, it's super subjective like like anyone could say like oh yeah that's like super like i don't know i that totally makes sense i was gonna try and go somewhere and i just lost it but like, well, <laughs> but, i mean it goes back to the question about like the person at the at the at the grocery store asking you what your band is like i mean what are you gonna tell them like you're just you're kind of fucked at that point you know like yeah and not that it matters you don't even know the lady that's ringing you up like you'll never probably never see her again but like you want to just kind of deliver you don't want to like shortchange yourself and you know like i remember being on tour with swing kids and we were in the middle of nowhere in arizona and this people asked if we sounded like green day and i was just like motherfucker like why did we say we were in a punk band you know and you know and then of course like eric's convincing him fucking he convinced these people that we were oasis and like i don't think oasis was big yet and like we had to take photos with these like whole family like took photos with us and i was like jesus christ they don't know what oasis who a oasis is you know and i was like this is embarrassing and it was like I was like, what do we, you know, because he was like, I'm not saying Green Day anymore because people, or I'm not saying punk anymore because people think Green Day. And I was like, don't. So then he says Oasis. And next thing you know, we're taking fucking photos with these, this family. <laughs> I felt so bad. I was like, they're going to go and like develop this film and think that they did something really cool. And we're nobody, you know. <laughs> dude, probably on their mantle right now, dude. It's like, we met Oasis. Like, different members now, but oh my yeah, God. Yeah. Yeah. With them. Like Jose, like Mexican dude with the shaved head. And like, he definitely is not an oasis. <laughs> dude, that's that's so perfect, man. Oh my god, dude. And like, like I know this is like almost like a, a tangent, but like I, I, I remember when I first heard that like, uh, like you like did the the voice acting, voice acting on Uncle Grandpa. I was stoked and like, like. Is that something that you actually like wanted to do, or like I mean, I mean, of course you did it, so you wanted to do it, but like, but is that something that you 
wanted to do when like, you were like, younger, like you saw a cartoon and you were like, oh, dude, that'd be cool to like voice that character or something like that. Like, how did you even get that? Um, I think it's a lot of stuff. I mean, I, I obviously like, so I didn't really know of Uncle Grandpa. I got mm-hmm. asked to do it. <clears throat> and the, the guys in the Manx are, were part of it. And they, they we, I had met them okay. at this show and they kind of hit me up and I was like, I was like, I'm not really familiar with Uncle Grandpa. And they're kind of they're kind of like, oh, like Adult Swim-ish. And I was like, I'm fucking totally down, dude, for like yeah. whatever. <laughs> I mean, I think I was totally down for whatever regardless. But I was um, – there were weirdos, and I was like, this has got to be kind of weird. I'm totally into it. And, um, you know, at, at some point – at any point in my life, if someone said, hey, you want to be, be a character on this cartoon, I would have I jumped on that opportunity no matter what. But then, yeah. like – what I did, and they, I mean, I think that there's those guys are way creative for their own good. Um, but I think that like <laughs> my character on that one episode was, was spot on. Like they kind of, I kind of felt like this might be written for me. Like, you know, he was like this, he was like a snack elf, you know, like this vegan snack elf, or whatever. And he was like kind of a dick. And I was like, oh, like kind of a dick, like Gabe, you know, said I was or whatever. And so it, it all made like sense to me, you know, and I was like, yeah. Um, then like not really knowing, like, um, the ins and outs of, of, of being a voice on a, a cartoon was really, um, really fascinating because I assumed that I had to go and like read to the cartoon visuals and, yeah. and then and th- it doesn't work like that. They put us all in a room and we, we did the dialogue together and then they animate to the dialogue. And I mean, I'm assuming what? they cut up, I'm assuming they cut it up a little bit and move it around or whatever, but like for the most part, um, it was super easy it was a total breeze. It was super fun. And I got paid really well. And I was like, I could fucking totally do this. I will quit everything. I will stop playing music if I can do it. Uh, unfortunately, the Manx guys listen to this. Like, fucking give me a call. No, I mean, like, I, like uh, they're doing a new cartoon and stuff. But I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, well, uh, Mike Chilean is, um, and I'm always hitting him up. And I'm like, dude, you got to let me be on your next cartoon. Like, give me a, throw me a bone, man. I shit was so much fun. <laughs> Dude, that's so cool, man. Like, like especially knowing that, like, you all got in a room and, like, I guess, like, recorded it. But, like, I honestly thought exactly what you thought. Like, I thought you literally had to talk to the cartoon, basically. Dude, I I was so stressed. I was like, motherfucker, I'm not going to be able to do this. Like, (laughs) no, like, I mean, I get it, like, timing and and stuff. But, like, I was like, this isn't, like, real timing. Like, you know, I'll watch the cartoon and be like, how do they they say it, like, right at the same exact moment? You know, like, fuck this. Then I went there and I was like, "Holy crap! This is a this is really really easy." You know, I mean they they had a they had a screen with like the storyboard on it, so you kind of knew what the vibe was and you knew what. Oh, the, okay. That we had we had the script to read, you know, and you so you're kind of like going at it like together, and it was it was easy. Um, it wasn't until like it was animated and 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 put together that I was like I saw it and I was like God that's so rad how that worked out I mean I go I I would love a second chance because I think I could have done it better than I, than what I did I didn't really understand <laughs> it and I think I was I, think I was a little bit like I think I were like was like trying to be refrained like I was trying to like not go to full you know full throttle uh, yeah yeah snack elf I was like I'm gonna be a chill snack elf. <laughs> But I should have went fucking full throttle. <laughs> dude, dude, that <laughs> dude, that just sounds like a locust title, dude. Full throttle snack elf, dude. Like, kind of like, does, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like, like that's like that's that's awesome, man. Like, I've 
because like, I, I love the idea of voice acting. It just seems like it would just be like a fun job. Like you literally get to use your voice all the time and you get to see it animated to a freaking figure. That's so badass. Yeah, it was it was like one of those things, right? like a dream come true. You know, I was like, oh, my God, I did it. You know, like <laughs> this is so cool. Like I didn't I don't know. It's one of those things like I've always wanted to do. It's like going to the moon, but maybe not quite as cool as going to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. <laughs> dude that's so but yeah like that's so cool like yeah that seems like it would just be a, a super cool like milestone like that's that's badass dude like like to to hear that like anyone did that like yeah because i remember when i heard that i i looked up that episode i was like oh dude what the fuck that's weird like yeah. that's so sick like those guys were on the level they did the they did another episode with the melvins in it and stuff so i mean they obviously oh, knew boy. what was going on yeah there's another episode with the melvins and it's funny because on the episode that i'm on it has like tyler the creator and a bunch of other like artists are <laughs> <What>? on it <laughs> um they were trying and they were trying to get mike Patton on it too and i was talking to Patton. and i was like dude you gotta he was busy doing this thing in italy at the time and i was like mike seriously man you gotta do it this this shit's fucking rad and he did i he think he was just like i'm busy like don't you know i can't do it and they <clears throat> they ended up getting someone else for the for one of the characters then it came out and I was like, told you, dude, that shit was rad. You should have fucking done it. And he's like, next time, you know, like, uh, maybe if there is a next time. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> dude. <laughs> but that's an interesting thing, too, because a lot of people I feel like, um, you know, like that I that I maybe play with and stuff like, you know, like there'll be someone who's like. Um, um, player and he's like, I'm a guitar player and that's it. Like, that, yeah. So for me, like, um, dude, I'll fucking do voice acting. Let's I'll be a, I'll be a goddamn snack elf you know like i'll do whatever so like a lot of people are like a lot of people think like i'm this like i'm the i'm just i I drum that's it it's like well you could also do these other things too yeah just try dude exactly like i dude i yeah that that what i feel like if people limit themselves and especially like not do something like that that's mind-blowing like it's like dude what like you could literally have fun trying something brand new and it's out of your like quote-unquote comfort zone but then again it's just your voice like this is sick dude just go for it that's badass yeah but also too like um you know it's kind of like writing a book like when I, people are like, oh, you wrote a book. That's cool. You know, like, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> but it's kind of like putting out your first record. You know, I didn't know what I was doing. Like, yeah. I didn't realize that, like, my band, my first band's first record sounds like garbage, you know, studio wise. <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, dude, why were we recording in that? You know, like, you had no idea. You were just trying. Exactly. Like, I'm going to just try this. <laughs> and it's cool. Yeah, then you got to try it once and then you and then you then you can reflect and be like that sucked okay i'm gonna do this better <laughs> next time <laughs> I, I mean not that i think that the voice on the cartoon was was bad but i was like i'm gonna fucking do it better next time if there is a next time so well i guess that's something that a lot of people don't really they just i don't know maybe a lot of people don't take the take um chances like that or like just try shit like, I, i'll try i'll be not <laughs> i'll try anything I'll fucking shoot heroin. No, I mean I wouldn't try heroin, but I mean I, um, you know, it's interesting to think about it like that. Yeah. No. Exactly, dude. Like that. Like that's. Wait. Well, the trying anything's interesting because when I was a young kid, uh, you know, like um, I don't know, fourteen or fifteen. I had this friend of mine was like a little bit older than me. He was like kind of like a like a, you know, like a cool punker to look up to. Like he was yeah. he was rad. He's on the level. I'm still friends with him. <clears throat> um he like 
you know, I think in the late eighties or mid eighties or late eighties, I guess kind of got into like, uh, the like, like deadhead stuff and like start doing acid a lot, you know? And yeah. I was like, he's like, dude, don't start doing acid because you're going to like it a lot. <laughs> so I, I spent a lot of my life like being like, Oh fuck, I can't try acid. Cause then I'll like it too much. And then, you know, like, I don't know, five years ago or four years ago, I started like microdosing because I had migraines. Oh, wow. And, and then it's, and then it was like a trip because I was like, there's a, there's some crazy shit. I should probably should have done acid when I was 14 or 13. <laughs> probably should have, but I would have, I might've fucked myself up. I don't know if I had the like ability to do it then, you know, but so it's an interesting thing to like have someone because I, I feel like I would have been like, oh, I'm going to try this out. Like, I'm going to do that. You know, I mean, yeah tried out a lot of shit like not drug wise but just like like oh i'm hanging out with nazi skinheads this is really fucking weird <laughs> i probably should not be doing this because i'm gonna die you know like yeah. <laughs> uh and for the record i fucking hate nazi skinheads but like I, you know like i found myself in these situations where i was like what am i doing what the fuck how did i get here you know and then i think like well i learned i learned from it <laughs> and yeah i know that i hate nazis um so <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. People do, people should just try more shit, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I feel like, yeah, because, like, like, what's the worst that can happen? I mean, like, unless you're, like, trying heroin. Like, 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 what's the worst that can happen? Like, it's, like, like, there's, yes, of course, there's a bunch of shit that you can try that would be, like, fuck you up. But, like, dude, like, there's so much shit out there that won't do anything. And, like, it might succeed. Like, you could be successful in it or something like that. Yeah. Like, dude, well, like, everything's uh, worth trying. It's, like, you know, at one point, it's, like, the, the locus is an example like okay we're gonna start this band that sounds like crossed out let's put keyboards in yeah. that like no one in their fucking right <laughs> mind would have been like oh yeah crossed out with keyboards like that sounds like a terrible yeah. idea or like going back to the banks <laughs> guys like those guys have a fucking accordion you know it's like who the hell thought of like blast beats with an accordion like that seems like a, <laughs> seems like it seems terrible you know but then you're like that's brilliant because <laughs> uh so try everything i guess right yeah, dude. And like, and like you, you brought up that, like, like the microdosing thing, like, like what, what is that exactly? Like I've heard of it, but like, I don't know what it is per, like really. I mean, you can, you can probably Google and get a ton of really effective information. I don't know if I have that, but um, I know like I struggled with chronic migraines most of my life since like age five and, and they were pretty bad. So like, it would be like a, I'd get them and then I would, I would like, I couldn't, I couldn't function at barf and stuff like that. Like that wow. and like a, it, it like would fuck up like, like six hours of a day so like you know when you're a child it's fine you go you just go to bed or whatever yeah or you know like go home from school but like when you're an adult and you're like i'm at work and i'm gonna and i'm barfing and i have this migraine i can't bright lights and like loud noises fuck me up it's you know it was like terrible so i had to i, I constantly was like trying to figure out like how to how to correct it so like i got really into yoga and, and then i got into like um caffeine and like all these different things that I was trying to like help migraines and like I, I'm like I was like pretty much fucking try everything so at some point microdosing kept like coming up and I was like okay well fuck you know Charlie told me not to take acid <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but I, 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 so I was like all right well, I'm gonna microdose um, you know and like like again like everyone else the locust like they did all kinds of drugs and shit and I just kind of like kept it together and didn't really do a whole lot yeah um rarely did drugs ever but i was like all right so this is my next i need to try to like not have these headaches so i just would um try with mushrooms and then i tried with acid with lsd and 
and I and then now I don't have migraines. I don't microdose, and I don't have I don't have migraines. And not that it cured it, because I think I did everything possible. Like I did yeah. all the things to get rid of migraines, and then and then they're kind of gone now. So like I mean, I occasionally will get them. I haven't had one in about eight months, which is like the longest stint ever. Like I used to get them like every one every three days or something. Oh, so dude, that sucks. Yeah, it was really weird. And a lot of it's from stress. And I think it, um, the way you manifest like stress and in, in, in your body physically comes out in a certain way. <clears throat> so like, it was just a lot to learn. But so I would just try to basically like microdosing is like taking a, a mushrooms or, or, or LSD, but like in small doses where you don't trip balls, you know, just, just okay. enough to kind of like loosen you up, I guess. It's like having like a like having a beer after work, you know, kind of idea, you know, like, okay. Yeah. Um, not getting fucked up, you know? And so like, it's tricky because it's like, I don't know how to like not get fucked up. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like this isn't working. I'm going to take another one. And then next thing you know, I'm like, where the fuck am I? There's a grid. How did I get here? Like, <laughs> we're, we're, What tunnel am I in? You know, like, things are fucked up and you're like, Oh shit. Well, we're here for next six hours, you know, yeah. so, but I, but it definitely, um, think was one of the things that helped me i mean i tried all kinds of shit like theta healing which i don't really know is is like i think that might be bullshit i tried that i fucking <laughs> tried like um i don't know whatever but you know caffeine's pretty cool I, yeah anyhow migraines suck uh I, I tried everything to get rid of them because when you're having a, a chronic when you're having a migraine it's like super brutal and you're barfing i mean at that point it's like all right i'll shoot heroin or like yeah. Uh, if someone's like, if you kick your dog, you know, your headache will go away. I'm like, where's my dog? You know, like, like it was just like, <laughs> fucking, let's get rid of this headache, dude. This is bad. You know, like super, yeah, super sucks. bad. Um, so I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I played this. I played this crazy show. Like, I got hired to go on tour with uh, the Bloody Beat Roots. It was like the worst thing ever. Um, <laughs> and, um, and like, um, so I think a lot of headaches come from stress, but also come from like, for me, they came from like lack of sleeping, lack of eating. So like I, I, I flew to Australia to go on tour with these guys and did barely knew them. And I showed up there and I slept for a couple hours. We went and played one show. And then we got on this private jet and like <laughs> fucking flew to another show to play a second show at another festival somewhere else, like right away. And like, so I, I don't think I slept. I definitely didn't eat. It was like, I, I'm vegan, so there wasn't like I remember like not being food that I could eat, and I was like, uh, we go on stage, and I was like, you know, stressed out because I don't know, I don't like we get there and they change the lyric or they change the songs. I'm like, what am what? I doing here? Like, yeah, it was it was stupid. It's like, why am I here? This is fucking bullshit. They're like, do you know this? Do you know this Refuse song? I'm like, I'm not fucking singing a Refuse song. Do you know this Beastie Boys song? I'm like, what am I doing? And so anyhow, I. <laughs> You know, I had like the four or five songs that I sang. And so I went out there, did it, just puked everywhere. I was like, you know, and <laughs> like um, people were like pretty freaked out, you know, but I think that's what they, I think that's what the bloody viewers wanted. Cause they were like, they, when they, I got to know them and they were like, we want you to come over here and like, and sing like, you know, punk, like punk rock, you know, and like for this like EDM thing, you know, and like we went and like, I was like, all right, cool, whatever. You're going to pay me. It'll be fine. And um yeah, like like all right, you gotta wear like torn up jeans and a black flag shirt. And I'm like, what <laughs> the fuck? This is fucking <laughs> stupid. Um, so you know, their like scope of like what punk 
black flag and stage diving and you know like <laughs> equated with like this edm stuff they were doing you know i'm like all right i got this you know i didn't i didn't have a black flag shirt and i didn't have i, I had jeans that were fucked up but they were like not holy like they wanted them you know yeah. but um so I, I went on stage and barfed and I was like, dude, motherfuckers, you owe me like double because that's like, that's the performance right there. Like, like that's <laughs> some punk ass shit. Like it was like projectile vomiting, you know? And, oh shit. I mean, I, it was a joke. They didn't pay me shit, you yeah. know, but I was like, and I just felt like super, I felt so fucked. But I remember like after we performed, we got in this van, they were taking us to the hotel and I, mean, I was like, pull over, I'm going to barf again, you know? And I, and I get out and I'm like. I'm like on this medium between this, you know, in the middle of the road, just like on all fours, just like fucking going for it. Just like, just like spewing. <laughs> yeah. And there's like these, these like people walking by and they're like, that's the dude from the bloody beetroots. And I was like, motherfucker, I told you these guys owe me, dude. Like, like that's some shit. Those guys are going to go home being like, like bloody beetroots, man. They're barfing everywhere. They're real, <laughs> real deal. You know? <laughs> I probably thought I was like from vod- too much vodka or some bullshit. Like probably, dude. Yeah. You know, I was like, no, no, I'm just barfing because I'm because I'm fucking vegan and stuck up and you know, like haven't slept in like forty-eight hours or whatever. And... The lesson, the le- the moral of this, that story is that migraines are not fun and everyone should take acid. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> dude that's the, that's perfect dude it's funny too like uh i mean i'm probably not supposed to say this but like there was this retalk show and uh mike crane he's um I, this is the probably part i'm not supposed to say like he's a he's sober now i'll just say that okay sober yeah um we're about to play it was like this weird vibe i don't know like i mean the punks were there and stuff but there was like there was like this other it was like this hoity-toity kind of like joint i don't know it was weird weird spot and like some douchebags and shit <clears throat> mike brilliant like this aside from his guitar playing he's like dude check it out man right before we play just tell everyone that we're on acid and i was like okay that sounds cool and so like <laughs> we went on stage and i was like hey we're retox we just all dropped acid and then we started playing but it like i think it really affected people <laughs> not in a, in a drug way but like everyone's like what the fuck did that guy just say they're on acid and like <laughs> probably like to like a normal person this might be going full circle back to the annoying thing because to someone that, <laughs> because like to these like random like it was like a free show so there was just like randoms from the street that were oh, in there, wow. you know so i think like everyone's like what the fuck these guys totally are an acid you know like and none of us were on drugs you know like yeah but, it, but like to like everybody else just that like mention that we were on acid they're all probably like oh this these people are fucked up you know <laughs> and like and we weren't at all so there's that <laughs> jokes on Jokes on them. Because, I mean, fuck, if I didn't know you and I saw your band video, I'd be like, those guys are on acid, you know? Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> They're on something that's fucked up. What is it? I'll take it. Dude, and, like, I love knowing that, like, first of all, it's it's that free show and, like, people are, like, literally thinking, like, oh, fuck, like, this is... Like, yeah, like you said, going back, like the annoying, they're like, oh, fuck, they're playing like literally acid music right now. Like, yeah. there's no way this is normal people music. Like, that's it's, so it's, perfect. And it's weird too because it's your reference points, your influences. It's all these things that are really, really important because, because I think got all these shiny shirts buying like you know cranberry vodkas at that bar, yeah. And then, <laughs> you know, and then the, all of a sudden there's like the most hideous shit happening on stage, and you can't avoid it, you know. And it's like, okay, well here's the this is why this is happening because these guys on stage are on acid, and you're like, that's it. I'm gonna enjoy my vodka cranberry, but like, there's a it's like uh i don't know it's 
it's like your reference points. I don't know. I mean, if you were, if you're really a drug addict, you probably wouldn't give a fuck. You wouldn't probably even be, you wouldn't have been in there. You wouldn't have been inside the venue. Exactly. Even if it's a free show, you couldn't afford the drinks and you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you were smart <laughs> enough. If you're a drug addict, you're smart enough not to spend like 12 bucks on a shitty drink, you know? <laughs> you could go to like 7 Eleven and buy it cheaper. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> dude, that's so that's so perfect, dude. It's so true, man. Like <laughs> So all of it's just tricking people, right? Because I don't know how to I don't even know how to play music. I'm like, I can't read music. I have no fucking idea what's happening most of the time. Maybe I have a sense of timing or or like whatever, but like our 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 I think our points of 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 interest or I guess like I don't know. Our our ability comes from stuff that's not normal, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Because, I mean, your band is weird as fuck. And, I mean, that's coming from me, who also does weird as fuck stuff. But, like, what are your, you know, like, I don't know what your, it's it's like, I don't know what your musical references are. And I think that's a really good, I think that's good to know, to, like, I think it's good to achieve that. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, dude, exactly, man. Because then if you if you can't pinpoint like especially you, like if you can't pinpoint it, like that's awesome. Like I mean, okay, like I'll be honest, I can pinpoint some of it, but but for the most part, like yeah, overall, yeah. I'm like, okay, this is this is on the level, like this is some shit. So I think that's like a thing that like I mean you're that's where you end up com- that's where you end up connecting with other people, I think, too. Like it's kinda like when you're <clears throat> let's see, like when you're um say like you're at like the swap meet okay and you're walking around the swap meet and you see someone with a crash shirt on you're like oh that guy's got a crash shirt yeah on the level and you kind of know and you're like all right at the swap meet that's one thing and then they have a crash shirt on so there's another thing and you kind of get it so you're like of all these people that one that person has it so there's like these little things where like i guess you know like you can see a band play and you'd be like oh shit i get it they I mean, you could you could go simple, like okay, the drummer has a, you know, Fisher shirt on or whatever, right? Like, yeah, 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 that makes sense. Like, okay, they're on this level. That I I get it. Or you can be like, okay, they sound super fucked up, and this is jarring. They're also on the level because they're probably somewhat into this these other strange things that we all know about, you know? Yeah. So exactly. But also too, it's like you could you could tie in like film. I mean, like, um, fuck the food you eat. Like all those things influence you. You know, like I think those oh, are. Yeah. I don't know. Those are all. Everything's everything is relevant and everything is um, somewhat important to to you and to your existence. Oh yeah, D- dude, totally. That to- that that totally makes sense. Like if if you didn't do it this certain way, you might be influenced this different way like yeah so whatever you whatever you're doing as that person you will probably be influenced to do that thing musically or like videography like lead yeah. or whatever like yeah, yeah exactly also too like a lot of it is um and this is something else that came up with with my conversation with jose earlier <clears throat> where you were you like he had this really crazy metaphor where you're pointing the finger at someone and you're like you're like, I'm opposed to that. And you're like, I don't like you or that or that thing. Yeah. And you're pointing at them. You have three fingers pointing at yourself. And that's an interesting yep. thing to think about because who are you then? Like, yeah, I fucking hate Nazis, but I'm me. Like, I don't want to 
I don't want to be a fucking fascist. I don't want to be like, you know, I, so it is an interesting thing because I think a lot of it, especially in our youth, I mean, what, what pushed me into getting into skateboarding was my dad hating the fact that I was into skateboarding. And that was like, <laughs> that was like one of the biggest things. If my dad would have been like, it's cool. That's a cool sport. I'd probably have been like, eh, that's cool. I don't really care. But I said, yeah. I was like, my dad sucks and he thinks skateboarding is terrible. I'm going to fucking become a skateboarder. And that was like that. And then it was also like, you know, my mom saying like, what, you know, this music is, is terrible or you know, why is everybody screaming? It's like, well, I'm going to fucking scream. <laughs> that's so sick. Uh, my, you know, I mean, again, like going back to my mom, it's funny because she'd always say, like, why do you scream? Why don't you guys sing? It's like, well, part of it's like, I don't know how to sing. Part of it's <laughs> yeah. like, look at what we're dealing with. Like, look at this world <laughs> that we're in and look at the art that we're trying to like make as a reflection of the world. Like, I don't really want to say like nice shit right now. Like, yeah, I feel, I feel like there's tension, there's anxiety. Like it, it, this, I'm going to create that in this piece of art. Um. I think that's really important. Uh, and, and I, and I, I feel like a lot of people don't understand that and that's fine. It's not for everybody to understand. Right. I mean, they're, I don't know. Maybe my mom would understand it now. She's like, fucking play that shit again. It's hard. It makes me pissed. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I fucking hate the government. You know, my mom hates Trump, and like, I'm so grateful that she's on the level, but like now I should probably should go fucking see some crazy shit and like, it, and it would like make her feel better. You know? Yeah. So, oh, hell yeah. <clears throat> dude that's so sick like <laughs> but like dude so like uh what i was gonna say is like i don't want to take up too much more of your time but like i have like two last questions that i usually ask like everyone that comes on here okay. and um so this were this one it's it's weird so uh if if your band or bands whichever one was a tv show what tv show would it be fuck i mean probably like i um Maybe something on Adult Swim. I, I, I think. <laughs> I mean, you know, because because that that stuff's kind of crazy. Like, um, I'm trying to think of like a like a specific cartoon or a specific show, but it, it but it has like all these elements where it, it is almost like annoying. You know, you're like, wow, yeah. this is fucked up. You know, like I don't know. Everyone always says I look like the guy from Super Jail, and I'm like, that's cool. I mean, that's that cartoon's <laughs> really jacked up, and I'll I yeah. guess I'll take it. You know, not that I not that I want to say like my bands would sound like Super Jail. I don't know, but like some of their they have like weird interludes on there and stuff, and they'll be like, they'll be like Lightning Bolt or something, you know, on yeah. the soundtrack, and I'm like, oh, that that's that that exactly that should be yep. on that too, you know. So, <laughs> so I mean. Something like that, I suppose, would be would be it. But I mean, I think that like art is like constantly evolving, and and I think even with like um, with like streaming and stuff, we're getting like a little bit more creative content on on television or or yeah. or, or visual viewing um, options. So I think that might be something to kind of address because, um, oh yeah, there there's interesting stuff out there. Like a good, I really like John Oliver's TV show. I think that's, I think that's like for like a news show, that guy's brilliant. And he, and yeah. I think he like oh, the yeah. way he delivers everything where it's like, it's sincere. It's totally depressing. It's also like very um, empowering, um, very informative and it's funny. And I think that those are really all a bunch of good things to throw into one mix. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. So I would say that, john oliver's tv show would be this <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect dude okay 
<laughs> and then um this one i feel like is like almost like typical but i always like to ask it just because but like like what i always say is like yo give me like the best show you've ever played and the worst show you've ever played <laughs> but the thing is i like ending on the worst show so give me the okay. best one first i'm gonna fuck you up with the worst one but um the best one um that's that's really tricky okay so like this this might not be the like a um this might not be the kind of answer you're looking for but hopefully it'll be sufficient um perfect one of the one of the first like i i had met john waters um in, in california one of his performances but i think the first time he saw the locust play <clears throat> we had we had we had played in baltimore at auto bar and we got off stage and he came backstage and he was like was like um very, it was like the stuff he was saying was very flattering, and he's like, "You guys, that was brilliant." He's like, "You're you're doing something right. You're definitely doing oh, something sick. right." Well, he said, "You're definitely doing something right." If the whole front row looks, the whole front row is like girls that are 14 years old that all look like they're strung out on heroin. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Thank you." Uh, from anyone else, it probably would have been like alarming to hear that, but coming from John exactly. Waters. Like, damn, that's so rad, man. He just said that our audience was like 14-year-old heroin addicts. Female ones, too. Which I thought was really, which has always always been like an important factor, you know, to make sure that we're like not gender-specific uh, kind of band. So, yeah, of so that was So that was like one of the cooler, you know, shows. I mean, there's a ton of them. There's like way crazier shit or like there's been like some strange shit that's happened at shows that I would say like was like up there. But that was off the top of my head. That's the one. That's badass. The bad one, I mean, dude, sucks. But like, someone died at one of our shows, and it was fucking, what? It was a bummer, man. Um, Whoa. Uh, uh, not, I don't know how to say this. Um, like, um, like, luckily, I don't know if that's the right word. Luckily for us, we didn't. It wasn't because of the us. You know what I'm oh, saying? Okay. Like it, so like, uh, this kid, this younger, this younger kid, um. Uh, his heart just stopped and he died like during our during our set and i was like that's fucked and it was really really crazy because <clears throat> someone had come up to us and like kind of informed us when we were done the show was like over and the lights were on and people were leaving I remember our publicist at the time came up and she's like dude i can't believe it i heard that someone died here you know i was like we're like dude yes that that happened like this is fucking bullshit like that's you please just take it down a notch. That's just yeah. This sucks. We don't know anything about the person. We don't know why. So after a while, we 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 got more information, and we ended up becoming friends with the the, the guy's father. Um, oh, sick! And, and uh, it was was um. I don't, even, I don't even know what the right words are to use, but it it, it kind of it, in in retrospect, in learning uh, more about young men that passed away, it it it, it was. There was a, there was a, there was meaning to it and stuff. So, so it was like we were his, apparently we were his favorite band, and and, oh. and he had this heart condition his whole life or something. So it was his his father said that it was really um, it, it might have been something that it, that it, his life his heart stopped. It's something he loved so much, and I was like, whoa, Damn. okay, it was weird, but not knowing who he was and and kind of learning about him um, after he passed away. I would say that was probably the worst show because I feel like probably would have been like a really awesome person to, to have known. And I, and I wish that he was still yeah. on this planet, even though I don't know him, I wish he was still here. So that was, 
also too because he's like he's one of us you know he's part of our part of our community you know like like yeah i, yeah. I don't wish those people to, to pass away uh you know like why couldn't it have been like the neo-nazis that yeah that exactly hate, you know? yeah uh, so anyhow it was it was a weird it was it was pretty fucking weird damn dude like and like it's it's such that's so terrible but like it's like you said like it's almost as if like his heart knew it's like yo he finally saw them so like it can like end like which is terrible of course but like it's like such like a beautiful like terrible thing to happen like like i feel super bad but it's like he probably was like ready you know what i mean like it's like or or his heart was or something like that but that, yeah. that's crazy yeah. i mean we have no way to really justify it it's just you have yeah. that's how i mean that's how life is and that's how death is you just kind of have to look at it like this and you and you and you just say well this is how this is how it rolls you know yeah. um i mean it was weird because at first when you would say like uh worst worst show and i'd be like okay we played in we played in st louis and and the show was fine but as soon as we left we drove to this um uh grocery store to get like food and we had a we had a we had a long drive ahead of us or something and so we go into this grocery store and we were probably in there for like 10 minutes and we came out and our windows were smashed out and they had stolen everything Whoa. from our from our van and that was pretty oh. fucked up feeling you know like having all your money and your passports and your fucking cash and your you know or your, your computers and phones and, and i don't think yeah. we had i don't think our phones but we had like um cameras and you know whatever like just shit everything was stolen yeah, from the yeah, inside yeah. of the van so like and then you felt that like felt pretty fucked up and then the next day trying to like it was crazy because you're like i don't even have a toothbrush anymore you know let alone like i don't have clothes i don't have any you know you didn't have anything so that was like an interesting thing but putting the other story into perspective it's like we lost this person from the planet forever like yeah i mean we rebounded from getting robbed and like you know it set us back and we you know and it was it was super fucked up but like like nobody died you know like yeah that's, exactly that's, so it, it, it's an interesting thing to like think about like what your level of a worse show could be or, or yeah or exactly be. yeah that that, that, that it, honestly that really does put it in perspective like it, it like that's like it, it's like there's like the, this is the worst thing that could happen to a band and then this is like the worst thing that could almost happen to any human like is death so like yeah like having a worse show like you could both of them are work but like one is significantly worse like also too like maybe to come full circle with like my my uh <clears throat> my sort of like uh um issues with the documentary was yeah. like i don't want to be like it's not like i don't want to say like we did this great thing or like we 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 struggled as a band like to do you know like yeah like, i don't want to make it dramatic like as a fuck like who cares really who cares when it comes down to it like who really cares we're, we're a blip in, in time like we're gonna be dead and it won't you know like none of that stuff will like matter i guess so it's just like kind of like instead of like sensationalizing things that don't really warrant sensationalism i feel like it would just be cooler to make like a uh to say something bigger you know like what is yeah. that like what and that would just say like well we lost this human being at, the, at this show like this person passed that's a, that's a that's bigger than like any other kind of like worse show really oh yeah 100 percent, dude that's insane yeah oh, oh there there's that there's your answer okay <laughs> <laughs> but but dude like 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 I oh I just wanted to like thank you for coming on. This was this has been really cool, dude. Like it's like 
you've like you like I, I love the locust and like every everything that you've touched and it's it's really cool to like just be able to actually talk to you so i'm like Thanks. this has been super sick man Thanks. And, and, and thank you for like showing me your band and stuff too. I, I hope everything works out for you guys. And like, man, I, hopefully we can play together somewhere at some point when the pandemic's done. Oh, dude, <laughs> that, that would, would be, be a nice. hell yeah, dude. Yeah. We're in a weird, weird time. So yeah, hopefully everything will come together. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. Well, like, um, so uh, what I'm going to do is like, uh, just like say like a fake goodbye and then I'll talk to you right after this. <laughs> okay. 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 Um, fake sure. goodbye. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Keep, keep this keep it on there fake goodbyes are cool hell yeah dude <laughs> fake goodbye thank you so much no fake goodbye and real goodbye but like thank you for having me do this like it's cool that like i don't know there's all kinds of people out there like who gives a shit what i have to say so i appreciate you um talking to me it's, it's rad hell yeah dude thank you that's so sick man <laughs> well well then uh fake, fake goodbye <laughs> how awesome was that <laughs> like i am still still so excited like I never thought I'd be able to actually like talk to Justin Pearson. Like I, I love his music. Everything he's touched has been so sick. So like it, like it was so insane when I finally got like I got a yes to come on. I was like, oh dude, no way! But it was just it was so much fun. It was so easy to talk to him. It was ridiculous. It was I, I don't know. I'm just I'm saying it wasn't getting super excited and flustered because it's I'm still just stoked. So. I please go check out 31G, check out all his bands, The Locust are one of the best. I love that just crazy shit and it's 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 insane and 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 annoying, quote unquote. <laughs> but uh but yeah, no, I had so much fun and thank you so much Justin for coming on. It was so cool that you, you were able to and it was it was just super sick. So again, thank you and thank you all for listening. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it because I know I sure did. And I will see you on the next episode. Goodbye.